Dude. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Birthday Boy Podcast. I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to talk about. That could be good. That could be terrible. But what I do know is I have a bunch of work that I should be doing right now. And I am just still so fucking burnt out or I don't know what you want to call it. And I'm looking at my calendar, and it's like, okay, there's meetings tonight at 4.30. That's not ideal, but whatever. Okay, it'll be over at 5.30. And it's like, oh, and then and then there's a, a meeting now from 5.30 to 6.30. And uh, it is incredibly difficult to just to look at the calendar, to look at my list of to-do items, my action items, uh, both... Professionally, personally, what I, like I could be doing. There's a lot of shit I should and could be doing, and I fucking I just can't. I just can't do it. Uh, it is November fifteenth, twenty twenty three. Uh, we already posted the. I, I'm pretty pleased with myself. This is the one thing too about like I'm uh, I'm I'm doing the podcast uh, at my desk. Not talking into the phone. Talking into the microphone. <laughs> uh, because, well, again, my back... My back is fucking killing me. Oh, that's... I guess I haven't... I, I That's what I should talk about because I've, I've attempted... Uh, today's Wednesday. Threw my back out Monday and I've been attempting Monday and Tuesday. I think I've made at least four, maybe five attempts to record a podcast just talking about it. Like, hey... Hey, I threw out my back. I guess that's it. That's the podcast. I threw out my back. Okay, bye. Um, no, but like, I, I I would start recording and I would just get, I was just in so much pain. And I'm still in a excruciating ah, amount of pain as I'm grabbing for some Aleve, which will hopefully relieve... No, it it does work though. I mean, it doesn't. It's not gonna cure you. Ugh. But Aleve is just so fucking good, and I'm sure that we will find out sooner than later that Aleve is like the worst thing that anybody could be taking, and it's gonna it's gonna cause like uh, over time, over fifty years of taking Aleve or something, it'll <laughs> it'll cause like some new kind of cancer. And then Aleve will come out with, like, Aleve cancer. To alleviate your cancer caused by Aleve. Mm. As he takes two Aleve. Sucks him right down. Sucks him right down, baby. I'm sorry. That's really fucking... Uh, I might go back and change that. I did go back and I've decided I'm, I'm going to leave it in. Because why? Why? Whatever. Sometimes you say shit and it's dumb and it's weird and it's embarrassing, but that's life. You know, too too many things are polished. Do you do you agree with this statement that I have made? Like too many things are just everything has to be so fucking perfect. Like when you're watching TV shows and like sitcoms, I get it. Because sitcoms are supposed to be like light and fluffy, bright Colors, lights, silliness. It's it's supposed to 
they're supposed to make you feel good. You're supposed to laugh. And you're also, I, I think in a lot of ways, you're supposed to look at uh, the sitcom and be like, oh, that's a nice, I really like Jerry's apartment. You know, I really like uh, uh, the fucking, I, I, Frazier's, Frazier's apartment is probably my favorite apartment of all time. I think that was the closest to like like Jerry's Jerry Seinfeld's apartment felt very real because it was pretty small, fairly cramped, still seemed bigger than you know what it but it was but it was it made sense. It was like okay, yeah, there's nothing real nice and shiny about this, but it's it's neat, it's organized. He has a nice little table and chairs. He's got his little computer in the corner. He's got his bookshelf with his Superman toys and his comedy tapes and everything else. He's got his cereals, he's got a little kitchen, a little counter, a little fridge, he's got a little bedroom, and a bathroom, and his bicycle hanging up, it was perfect. And we never saw Kramer's apartment, uh, except when the Merv Griffin set was in there, uh, or, you know, just a little, you know, he's sitting in a hot tub or something like that, we never really saw the, the full apartment. Uh, but it was still like, it's a, it's a happy place. Like it's not it's not like most apartments, which is depressing. Even though it looks like a lot of apartments, it's still just like it's okay. And Fraser's apartment was I mean, I saw online the other day they had a they had a floor plan of Fraser Crane's Seattle apartment. And it's like, holy shit. This Fraser Crane was pulling down some buckaroonies. Obviously he's Doctor Fraser Crane. No Niles, really. Um <laughs> That's my best. <laughs> That's my best, Frasier. Frasier, Maris will be very upset if we don't... I can't. That's the first time I've tried to do Niles. By the way, the Frasier uh, reboot is pretty good. I only watched the first episode. I keep forgetting about it. But I liked it a lot. You know, you, you, you turn on a show that was a classic, and there's characters who are not going to be there. Obviously, Mart Martin Crane, he's not... Uh, what was his name? John... John O'Malley or something. Was that his name? Something like that. Uh, he died a few years ago. So, of course, he's not going to be on it. And then it's like, oh, Niles, David Hyde Pierce isn't doing this? And listen, does that mean that if Frazier keeps going for more seasons that we're not going to see David Hyde Pierce? No. We could see him. Why wouldn't? Like, it, it just seems like... Uh, and and maybe this is the smart thing. David Hyde Pierce may have sat back and said, "Yeah, I'm gonna see what they're doing with Frazier before I." And it's entirely possible that he never rejoins Frazier. Although it seems like a fucking tragedy if he doesn't. His son's—they got a kid who plays Niles' son on the show. He's pretty good. Um. And then Frazier's, uh, the other, the old uh, British professor there is very funny too. Anyway, uh, but I've only watched the first episode, but it's it's good. Um, but I, but, but Frazier's, uh, yeah, there's no Niles. So it's like a little, it's like, okay, okay, Frazier's dad obviously can't be on this show because he's dead. Niles isn't on the show, which means why would Daphne be on the show? Is I'm I I feel like I saw uh, the woman who plays Roz. I feel like I saw her in the credits. And then like yeah, like the friends' apartment where Monica, like Chandler and Joey lived in an apartment right across the hall. By the way, from Monica and Rachel, 
and Chandler and Joey's apartment was exact like it was you know they had those two <laughs> they had their two chairs they had a little sitting area they had a TV they had a little kitchen and they each had a bedroom and that was it and it looked like it's like yeah that looks like it we didn't spend a ton of time at Joey and Chandler's apartment and when we did there were plenty of laughs we spent most of the time at Monica's apartment that's the iconic friends apartment it's it's Monica's apartment and the coffee shop and all of those places they're bright colors they're big they're spacious they're places that you look and you're like yeah that's nice wow and they and then then he explained it like oh yeah they could afford to live here because it was on the sixth floor which is the highest floor uh that's as tall as a building can be in New York without having to have an elevator so that's why they got such a great deal which I would still say eh. <laughs> even in 1994 that whatever that great deal was would still have been I mean Whatever, whatever. It's the 90s. Nobody gave a shit about that. Actually, it wasn't as far-fetched as it might have been in the 90s. It was still, like, it was still reasonable. Again, you look at Chandler and Joey's apartment. You look at Jerry Seinfeld's apartment. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, they could they could live. Like Jerry could afford that on the Upper West Side. He makes good money as a comedian. It's just him. He doesn't, uh, he, he's pretty frugal. He doesn't make a lot of unnecessary purchases. So he's probably got a lot saved up. And, uh, you know, he's making good, good bank, good coin on that. I don't know why I just yelled that like blood. He's making good coin. Uh, anyway, and, and Frazier is Dr. Crane. So of course he's, he has a very, and I, and listen, if Frazier, where did Frazier live when he was in Boston, when he was going to cheers all the time, when he was a drunkard, uh, did he live in a, I can't remember. Did he have a house? I feel like we never went to Fraser's house. I feel like we went to Lilith's house. Like I remember I remember Robin Colcord's apartment, his uh, spacious condo. But I don't remember where Fraser lived. But anyways, let's assume he lived in a house. I don't know. Let's assume Fraser lives in uh who knows? Maybe he lives in Beacon Hill where Cheers is. Maybe maybe he had a nice little uh one of those nice little old places right there on uh, Acorn Street. And he sold it for a few mil. A few mil uh, in 1993 where he moved, when he moved out to Seattle. And then was able to, you know, splurge on uh, the, one of the nicest apartments in sitcom history. Maybe the nicest. It's right up there with the apartment that... Uh, do you remember Latka on Taxi when he rented an apartment? By the way, talk about a great ensemble. Like, that's a that's a show that gets forgotten. We don't talk about Taxi. That was a fucking funny show. I never liked it when I was a kid because the theme song depressed me, and it's just like it's old grainy '70s footage of cabs dri- driving around New York City, or driving across the Brooklyn Bridge or whatever it was uh, on the intro there. Um, so I never wanted to watch it, but I would I would look and be like, wow, that's Christopher Lloyd. Wow, that's Danny DeVito. Hey, there's Tony Maselli, Tony Danzer, uh, long before Angela, Moner. Oh, shit, was that my... Could you pick that up? Hold on, hold on. There it was. That's me old tum-tum. Just gurgling all day long, no matter what. Uh... 
I, I would say I have no idea why, but I know exactly why. It's because I spent the last two weeks eating full-size candy bars every night. And not just one. And I am stuck. <laughs> I am stuck at about uh, plus seven pounds uh, over where I was exactly a month ago. Yay. <laughs> uh and then, and then the wife brings home a can of cashews that she bought with some uh, some school fundraising thing. And she's like, yeah, it's to support the kids at the school. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I didn't have any problem with it. And, uh, cashews, man. I, I don't buy nuts because uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm a nut nut. I've talked about it at great length on this podcast, I do believe. Uh, and I've, I've given you the Mount Rushmore of nuts. As I as I call it, sorry, I'm adjusting the microphone to my specifications to my liking. Um, I love I love any uh, whatever any kind of nut, uh, except for chestnuts, as has also been documented on this podcast. Chestnuts are disgusting. I don't care if they're roasting on an open fire. I don't care what you do. I'm sure that chestnuts can be uh, ground into a uh, some nice sauce like in uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol with chestnut dressing is that is that in Mickey's Christmas Carol he talks about chestnut dressing I think so yeah you know I can't eat that stuff man get out of here uh what's what's the fucking what's his what is Donald Duck the guy's name and I keep wanting to say Dave it's not that what the fuck is his name what is Donald Duck's fucking name in fucking Mickey's fucking Christmas Carol. Let's just say it's Dave. I can't remember. I can't believe I'm completely blanking. I'm seeing in my mind Donald Duck getting kicked out of Scrooge's counting house and uh, and the wreath spinning around. What the fuck is that fucking asshole's fucking name? Dave. I'm pretty sure it's Dave. Oh, I'm going to go to Dave's for Christmas dinner, Dave. It's not Dave. Mm, I can't do anything until I figure this out. Fucking hell. What the fuck is his fucking name? William? Walter? Penis face? Hold on. Mickey's goddamn Christmas carol. Although, okay, mm, Ghost of Christmas Bell, Tiny Tim. Fred! Fucking hell! Fred. Listen, Dave, Fred. I can't believe I couldn't remember that. I've only been watching it for 40 years, every year, multiple times, and I couldn't remember fucking Fred! We're getting off here on a number of tangents, uh, as is customary on the Birthday Boy podcast. So, anyways, uh, what were we? Why uh, chestnuts? Oh yeah, I'm a nut nut, and the wife brought uh, the cashews home. I love cashews; are my favorite. Uh, I believe I've done my Mount Rushmore. Pistachios are certainly on there. Love pistachios. Oh my god, yeah, pistachio nut, cashew, whatever. The other ones, peanut, salted peanut, honey roasted peanut, honey roasted anything. 
and then like yeah, toasted uh, this the basically the ones that you could get like at a carnival or at Disney World. You know where you go up to the little guy with his little red and white stripes and his little stupid hat at the little cart, and you can get the roasted uh, mm. yeah, toasted uh, toasted cashews, toasted almonds, toasted walnuts. Uh, not walnut, pecans. A toasted pecan. Anyway, I love them all. I love them all. Macadamia nut. A macadamia nut cookie. Oh, man, I love getting those. I don't have a lot of fond memories of Subway, but I do have a fondness for their uh, white chip macadamia nut cookie. And you used to give us like three for a dollar? That can't be right. It probably is right. It just seems... It's not that long ago, but it seems like a million years ago because now it's probably three for thirty dollars if you get them on sale or something like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, so so the can of uh, cashews made its way to my home uh, yesterday, Monday. <laughs> Monday, the wife came home from work with a can of cashew cashew nuts, and. Um, yeah, I ate most of that can uh, Monday night. And then last night, we were watching a movie. One of the most gruesome fucking movies I've ever seen. Holy shit. It's amazing how uh, weed makes you not be as disturbed by disturbing things as you might normally be. I'll get to that in a second. Oh my god, this, this movie. Uh, we're watching a movie, as we like to do pretty much every night. And uh, we'll have Taffy. We'll watch a movie, and uh, and she brought in the, the the cashews. And I just I leaned over. And I said, "Can I have a couple cashews?" And she was like, "Come on!" And I'm like, "What the fuck?" She's like, "You ate almost this entire can last night. Leave some for me." And I said, "Okay, that's actually a very good point." And I said, "Can I just have like two cashews though?" And she gave me two cashews because she loves me. Um, <laughs> but, oh my god, that, that, that's not helping things. And also on top of that, I feel like the, the meds that I'm taking, because it pretty much aligns to when I started taking meds, like, fucking, I don't know, stomach shit, and it's, I don't know, it's probably, these meds, even though they put me in a better place mentally, they're probably, they're probably ripping me apart internally, so... I guess I might die sooner, but happier. I suppose. No, I'm not. I'm not planning on dying ever. I was just talking about this the other night too. We we watched a vampire movie called uh, something. I don't know some fucking thing about. Va- uh, what the fuck was it? Oh, Jacob's wife, dude. We've been watching. I I scour the ninety nine cent two nine dollar ninety nine iTunes horror movies. And we watched Jacob's wife, and it's this priest, and his wife goes to look at a gin mill that they're going to turn into upscale shopping, and she's going with this, uh, I don't know if he's an architect or whatever the hell he is, but it's an old flame, and they're sitting there, and then they're just making out. It's like, wow, you're so loyal to your husband that within like two minutes of seeing this old flame of yours, you're fucking, you're ready to fucking do it in the butt. They didn't do it in the butt. Well, if they did, we didn't see it. But I don't think they did because uh, then they're in this uh, and they they hear all this bumping and thumping and there's these boxes 
It's like, I don't remember these boxes being here and this giant abandoned gin mill with all kinds of shit lying around. I took inventory of every single square inch of this like 50,000 square foot mill. And I've never seen these two wooden crates that really don't look out of place at all. Um, and, uh, and then the guy, spoilers, by the way, for Jacob's wife coming up right now, uh, the guy who she's been making out with opens the box and it's filled with rats and all the rats jump on him and eat him. And it's like, ah, oh, this is so good. This is the kind of shit that people want to see. Don't, I don't want your fucking... Hollywood studio formula fucking exorcist part 12 fucking robs. I don't want to, by the way, I don't want to see anything. I don't want to see Rob zombie anything as far as horror movies. Cause they all fucking blow. Um, and, uh, and, and that's, it, I, I just love, these are the kind of things that you might find on shutter or you can find, I mean, Peacock has a ton of these cheapo fucking movies, but for me, this is pretty sad, but mentally, if I found Jacob's wife on Netflix or Hulu or something, I'd be like, eh, maybe. But because I have paid $1.99, I sit down and I say, oh, I bought a movie. I'm going to watch this movie because I paid for this movie. Even though you, well, I don't actually pay for Netflix because I get it with my cable package. Those fuckers are cracking down, by the way. My, well. Yeah, they're, they're that that password sharing bullshit. They really they are. They're f fucking assholes, fuckers. Hey, I, I I've got a thought. Netflix, could you uh, as aside from buying all the seasons of Seinfeld and having uh, I think you should leave, which is one of the funniest shows in the history of anything. Uh, I don't know. There's not a whole hell of a lot else that I that I flip through on there. The Castlevania cartoon was good, I guess. People like The Witcher. I watched a few episodes when it came out. And it's like, I'd rather just be playing the video game. And, uh, yeah, I, I, Netflix, maybe if you uh, if you had some better better stuff on there. I know you crank out trash uh, every five minutes. Uh, you know, another fucking documentary about somebody who was, you know, murdered in the Everglades or some fucking crap. Um but, you know, you could put some content out and then you might not have to worry so much about password sharing. You could, uh, you know, pay those people to do... Hey, the people who are cracking down on the password sharing, see if they have any good ideas. Some script. By the way, why don't people do that? Why, why are people so fucking inside the box, as it were? To use a very dated terminology, but why... When people, t you know, if, uh, you hear people oh, think outside the box. Like, yeah, okay. If I'm running a studio, if I'm running Netflix, if I'm running uh, whatever. Obviously, the f piece of shit running Warner Brothers is the biggest fucking dumbass dickhead in the history of TV networks. And that is, that has to be saying something. Well, this moron, uh, you know, changing, it, well, like maybe the most recognized premium brand in television not not maybe it is hbo has been around since like i don't know when hbo first started but it's been around i have no memories of life before hbo i remember being three fucking years old and watching fraggle rock on hbo and watching uh secrets of nim uh, fucking talk about traumatizing 
uh, yeah, we this movie uh, 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 where evil lies, where evil lives, whatever it's called that we watched last night. They were absolutely like just relentless with what you know, just uh, what they did to children in that movie. Two kids, but still, it was like, oh my god. Um, but I was prepared for it because I grew up watching Mrs. Frisbee or Brisbee as they had to change it to, I guess, and the Rats of Nim. Nicodemus, ugh. Fucking Don Bluth, you asshole. Why was everybody just like hell-bent on traumatizing us in the 80s? Like, you think about it too. And you think, well, that's just how it always had been. No! 70s, 80s, and uh, early 90s were... That was the era of very special episodes. So Generation X and... And yeah, and millennials, like older millennials grew up watching their favorite sitcoms and no matter how goofy or high concept or how silly or ridiculous there always had to be very special episodes punky brewster cherry gets locked in the fucking fridge and almost dies and alan is pissed off because he's mad at himself because he's a fucking loser and he was fucking around during cpr class and he could save cherry but he didn't because he's a bitch um lucky luckily Punky and Margot were there and did pay attention and they saved Cherry. But it was fucking traumatic and that wasn't even the most traumatic episode of Punky Brewster because they had that one where she went into the cave and there's like all our friends are dead and their faces on the wall, on the wall of the cave and they're like, help us, Punky! <laughs> Whatever the fuck. It's like, what the hell? And then you've got, you know, Family Ties, the very special episode where Alex's friend dies in a car accident and he has to go through the grieving process and we get to go through it with him. Oh boy, it's been a long day. Life's tough. We're all tired. Let's sit down together as a family and watch our favorite hilarious sitcoms. Let's check in on the Keatons. Uh, Alex, your best friend is dead. You... You need to grieve now, and you need to do it within the next thirty minutes. And uh, you really need to bum everybody out, as bum everybody out as much as you can. And they had like I remember they it, it, it turned into like it was almost like one of those like high school specials, or you know like like in the eighties, like every school there was always that group of kids who would put on like a play or make a video about like drunk driving or doing drugs and and they would have like everybody uh you know they would be talking to their friends who died because the drunk driver hit them or something and it was like oh my god where, why are we at why is this always happening why am i uh, like i'm i'm sitting i'm like i'm terrible okay we hid under our desks because we're gonna get bombed to hell and then uh, after you're done, please go to the auditorium to see a play about how you will all be killed by drunk drivers or drugs or something. Of course, what we didn't realize at the time is we we had fucking... Uh, that was nothing compared to kids today. The shit that they have to fucking worry about. Anyway, I'm bringing myself down. This is not supposed to be a very special episode of the Birthday Boy Podcast. Oh my god. Uh, 
yeah. So, uh, yeah. So kids, kids have to actually worry about like fucking horrible shit, um, because it's uh, pretty much every day on the news happening, and uh, oftentimes at a school. And I, I don't need to go into any further details, but uh, we are just all over the place. We were, we were talking about sitcom apartments, nuts, horror movies. Uh, I should. This is why I used to write shit down. If I just make a list of the things to talk about, but then this is what happens when I sit down and I start recording and I don't actually have any kind of format or anything to talk about. It just goes, uh, it just goes crazy. It just goes haywire. Um, so yeah, it's a very special episode, but then you think about like, cause I used to think like, oh man, well, our parents must've had really, really special episodes. Now, granted, our parents and grandparents had to live through, depending on the age, uh, the Great Depression, World War II, Vietnam, uh, all the all the tumult of the '60s, civil rights, and uh, Cuba, and whatever. And uh, but like, if you turn on the TV, it was it was you know Bewitched. Mr. Ed, I Dream of Genie, Green Acre. It was just like, it was just pure silliness. It was just a lot of silliness. And then when you get to the 70s and the 80s, and I guess the only way to kind of think about this is like, okay, well, the silly shows being made in the 60s and early 70s that were just sort of sweet, innocent, funny, silly, ridiculous, you know, talking horses and talking cars and fucking magical bullshit and whatever else. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and you had all this stuff and you think about it like, okay, well, if the people programming that stuff were in like their, I don't know, whatever age, they probably, uh, were in that, like be, betwixt, um, like, like it was like post-World War One, pre-World War Two, where like, yeah, maybe they were like really living it up in the roaring 20s and life was pretty fun. Yeah, they had to go through the Depression and World War Two, but they were too old so they didn't have to like go do World War Two stuff so they didn't see all of the horror and they got to kind of skip that. So that's why like maybe it's just a thought. That's why like the, you know... I Love Lucy was just silly and fun, smart, good, just just a fucking funny show. All those early sitcoms and through, you know, Leave It to Beaver always had like a good mess or whatever, you know. Uh, Beaver, you shouldn't get that girl pregnant, Beave. I don't think that was on any of the episodes, but something along those lines. And, uh, and then I feel like when we got to like 70s and 80s, now we're getting TV that's being programmed by uh I, yeah I, people who really uh, were experiencing you know maybe went to world war ii maybe were in uh, korea were in vietnam um what have you and now uh, they've just seen the horrors of the world and so many terrible things that have happened in the last uh, 30 40 years and uh and now they're they're putting TV shows out and it's like, oh, we need to, we need to make sure we traumatize these kids so that they're perfect, so that they're prepared for World War Three 
and all the you know and we had like the cold war stuff going on. anyway but every fucking you know yeah different strokes had like fucking arnold and willis getting molested and uh yeah you got punky brewster with cherry locked in the fridge and alex p keaton uh, spending a half hour entertaining us with sadness and uh there's so many. There's so many. They all had, you know, something. There's a fucking... I remember... I, I, I used to love watching the Jeffersons. I wasn't a huge... When I was a kid, um, you know, I'd, I'd watch Archie Bunker if it was on. But that that was a good example of a sitcom that, like... That's a house I don't want to live in. <laughs> it's just, like... It's brown and, like... It's ugly 70s green colors... And Archie Bunker's just a fucking asshole. He just sits there, eh, just complaining about all the uh, races, dear. Eat it, dear, the toilet, dear. <laughs> and then you have this idiot. Oh, Archie! It's a great show. It really is. I was my dad sent me a clip the other day, and I was cracking up. It's, uh, I mean, Norman Lear. My God, his contributions to the uh, the, the whole thing. Uh, anyway, um, Jefferson's spinoff of our... And Archie Bunker, always very, very funny, but they would have the very serious episodes about race and about, you know, everything. His Archie Bunker was, you know, he was quite the bigot, and they would have to, you know, Meathead would have to put him in his place and all that stuff. Archie, come on, Arch! Yeah, quiet down there, Meathead, you... Anyway, Jefferson's spinoff of Archie Bunker and hilarious, wonderful show. I love the Jeffersons. I loved, uh, I, I watched it all the time. Uh, in my opinion, best theme song in the history of, of television. Uh, and that's the, the stiff competition because there's a lot of good ones, especially from 70s, 80s, 90s. And then they gave up on doing fun uh, sitcom theme songs and just went to like crappy, stupid, shitty fucking shit music. Um, there was an episode of, of the Jeffersons where like, uh, George bought a gun and, uh, and he hid the gun under the couch. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I, I think he, t I think he told Wheezy that he got rid of the gun, but he hid it under the couch and, uh, or I, he might've had to like at the last minute, like toss it under the couch so he wouldn't get in trouble with Wheezy. Yeah, I got rid of the gun, Wheezy. That's that's a horrible George Jefferson. Wheezy, that, that's a little bit better. Yeah, he. Wheezy, yeah, man. Oh, George, I can't do. <laughs> Note to self: Do not try to imitate the Jeffersons. You can't do it. Oh, hello, Mister J. Okay, I can do fucking Bentley, the fucking the pasty white guy. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Oh, Mr. Jefferson. Okay, never mind. I can't do it. Anyway, uh, and there was some people were at their apartment and the baby was crawling around and they're in the kitchen and then they heard a gunshot. And they all go running into the room like, oh my God, the baby's dead. And, and they pick up and the baby's fine, fortunately, but the baby, because uh, it would seem far-fetched today, but back in the 70s, 80s, that was, you know, that was parenting. It's just like, I don't know where the fucking kids are. But they better be home for dinner, even if they're babies. Um, so they hear the gunshot and they go running back into the 
uh, into the couch room and, uh, and, and they pick up the baby and the baby's fine. And then, and it was just like a very serious, uh, it was a sweet moment because George feels horrible. Like he realizes what could have happened and luckily didn't. Of course, they don't address the fact that the baby is probably permanently deaf, uh, after crawling under the couch and firing a <laughs> firing a pistol, uh, you know, a few inches from their ears. Uh, but did you know George takes the baby and hugs it and is uh, you know, and it's like oh my god, and then that's that's the end of it. It's like stop doing serious shit. George Jefferson's funny man. Have him have him dance. Just have him dance. I don't want I I don't want Arnold Drummond getting fucking molested. I want him saying what you talking about, Willis? God damn it. And uh, so yeah, I would sit there and watch all. And 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 uh, and it was just it's just weird how much they they really wanted to, to traumatize. I don't know what where this all came from, but anyway, um, Fraser had a nice apartment, <laughs> didn't he? He had a lovely apartment. Uh, what the hell was that? What the fuck? Where did that fucking oh how things all look the same? Is that what I'm talking about? Where did that where did that come from? Well, I was talking about this movie. Jesus Christ, write some shit down, man. And I had my fucking I had my Ritalin just an hour ago. Come on. Come on, Ritalin. Help me think better, you idiot. Uh, number of things. Uh yeah, okay, so I talked about the nuts. Look at this guy, this old timey car. Every so often, I see this little old-timey, uh, you know, looks like something that, like, maybe, um, I don't know. It looks like something Hitler would have been driving around, uh, during the Dust Bowl. Hopefully that, uh, conjures an image. Helps us. I guess the car is somewhere in this neighborhood. I don't know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, oh, you know, back to what I was saying, though, like, man... I know, I don't run a movie studio, a Hollywood, HBO. Yeah, the idiot Zaslav, who runs HBO, got rid of HBO. Got rid of HBO, I mean, HBO still exists as a channel. And as a as a, as a tab within the Max app. But it's like, you took away HBO Max and you just call it fucking Max now? That wasn't the part of HBO Max that people recognized, dumb fuck. This guy's the fucking head of Warner Brothers. That's like you don't you don't stand a chance. Cause I'm not I'm not stupid enough. I'm not ruthless enough. I'm not cruel enough. Like whatever he did to get there, I'm sure he is the one of the biggest. I'm sure he's a complete piece of shit. And then you find out like John Cena, they they. Did this uh, Roadrunner Coyote movie, and they they screened it, and it's got like people are comparing it to Roger Rabbit and saying that it's like hilarious, but it has heart, and it's just like it's beautiful. They're, called, they're saying like this is a beautiful film, and so Warner Brothers has shelved it forever, and I know that they probably have not shelved it forever. And hopefully this is just somebody's clever way of getting this Zaslav guy fired. So we can go back to just having HBO Max. And you can put... Have HBO Max and you can have a tab that says Discovery Channel. 
Discovery Plus, whatever it is, and a tab that says uh, CBS sitcoms, and a tab that's whatever. HBO Originals. Like, just everybody, fucking get your shit together. We're going... And now we've gotten to a point where it's like, oh, wow, all these streaming things are really cool. What a great alternative to cable. Better cut the cord on cable. And then, uh, oh, please tell me this was moved to another time. And it was not. What is this? Oh, it's just an additional meeting. In addition to the one that we have tonight, we got to have one tomorrow, too. (sighs) And this is why I'm doing a podcast right now. Because I actually cannot face the day. This I could do. If I were sitting here able to do this whenever the hell I wanted. And if I could, like I said, I don't, I'm not greedy. I don't ask for much. If I could just make 50, 60 million a year just doing silly podcasts, complaining about Netflix and HBO. Oh, Jesus Christ, there's a third one? What is this going to be, Friday night at 6? Friday morning from 7.30 until 8.30. Um, yeah, I won't, I won't be there. Clean up efforts for the... I mean, what exactly is this? What are the three meetings? What is the purpose? What are we doing on these things? Because... I guess maybe the reason that I do podcasts in the middle of the day for a little, you know, an hour, I take an hour out of the day and it's, it's pretty much lunchtime. So whatever, cause I don't, I don't really, I never like take a lunch. This would be me taking a lunch. I've barely had breakfast, which also helps explain all my uh, little gurgly fucking stomach issues. Uh, anyway, I'm not the head of a fucking network. And goodness knows I'm not smart enough to rebrand HBO Max as Max. You know, uh, like luckily there aren't any other comparable uh, cable movie premium networks with Max in it. Yeah. It's like what? So it, it makes it looks like it makes it look like Cinemax is the it's it's so absurd. The things that people come up with and get paid Infinitely more than I do, or ever will probably. I, I'd like to think that maybe not. Maybe there's a there's a big payday. I mean, look, the payday that I have every week is pretty nice, but it's not Zaslav nice, or even in the ballpark. But I'll tell you, if I had that job, even for just a day, uh, we'd go back to HBO Max. We'd organize that streaming service so that it was still HBO Max, but still had all the stupid. There's a fourth one of these. What is it? Monday at 5 a.m.? What are we doing? Monday, 1130. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's it, it does. It does sort of make your heart hurt when you see just we just. When we. When one of the sayings of one of the top leaders is go faster, it's like, well, we know why we just keep fucking chasing our tails and just spinning around in circles going nowhere. But we do it we do it at a very fast pace. Oh man. 
Now I am depressed. Now I am sad. I should watch that Family Ties episode where Alex's friend <laughs> dies in the car accident to cheer me up. Oh, and then Family Ties. Remember Tom Hanks as Uncle Ned? Like, I knew Tom Hanks as Uncle Ned for years before I knew his name was Tom Hanks. It's like, holy shit, this movie Big looks awesome and it has Uncle Ned from Family Ties in it. Oh man, Joe versus the Volcano looks awesome and it has Uncle Ned in it. <laughs> I wonder there has to be a there has to be a very small group of people like right around my age who knew him as Uncle Ned. And he backhanded Alex across. Remember that? It was like, oh my god, this this episode deals with the lovable Uncle Ned, played by the lovable Tom Hanks. Except lovable Uncle Ned has a problem. And when Alex catches him chugging down the bottle of vanilla extract and says, Uncle Ned, you have a problem. Uncle Ned, you have a problem. And then uh, Uncle Ned is, I forgot what the hell he was. Alex gives him something and Uncle Ned's like fucking up his shit. He's like, Ned, Uncle Ned, come on, come on. And then Uncle Ned just backhands him across the room. And then Alex is like on the floor next to the couch, like holding his face like his bloody lip, like, why, Ned? Why? And then Stephen and Elise show, like the whole family shows up just as Uncle Ned has uh, given Alex a taste of his backhand. And, uh, oh, there's another one just came through. What's, and another one. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm really, I'm really going to, I'm, uh, boy. Okay. Okay. Uh, anxiety attack in real time. This is my anxiety attack because now I'm lowering my voice. I'm calming down a little bit. And uh, I'm reciting uh, this uh, decades-old saying that has been known to work in times of great stress and anxiety. <clears throat> three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? <sighs> one more, one more. Three, two, one. One, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? <clears throat> good, good. Feeling good. And that's why I love Family Matters. Yeah, they did have, they did have some moments. Um... Except it was like, Family Matters actually dealt with shit that, like, actually happens. Nobody was getting locked in a refrigerator. Uh, it was like, you know, they had, like, there was, like, episodes of, like, racism and police brutality. But they, it was never, like, it was never too heavy-handed, you know? They weren't, like, punching you in the face with the fucking very special. It was just like, yeah, this is life sometimes... And then you would have like, but then you'd have the feel good scene where Carl goes to the donut shop and confronts the officer who pulled over Eddie and, uh, you know, racially profiled him uh, a few nights earlier. You know, it's good. It's like, fucking Carl fucking Winslow, man. Ah. I, I, I have a special place in my heart for Carl Winslow, not just because I love that show, but because there was just Carl Winslow always reminded and still does remind me of my dad just like a wonderful person truly following a, a, a strict moral compass just lovely to be around and then if you 
if you set him off. <laughs> yeah. No, he was. Uh, <laughs> it's not true. It's it's true partially, but you know. But it was just I, I don't know. It's just I've I've Family Matters is just so good, and the Up on the Roof episode where Carl and Eddie they finished uh, uh, putting the shingles down, repairing the hole in the roof. Because what was that when uh, Urkel had like a rocket pack and he flew through the ceiling and he broke the. And so Carl and Eddie are like, oh, now we have a giant hole in the top of our house. Thanks to... Why wouldn't Carl Winslow have a fucking heart attack? Three, two, one. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and Carl and Eddie fix the roof. And then they sing one of my all-time favorite songs up on the roof. Oh, what's this? Duncan's auto will be closed. Okay, that's good to know. Thank you. Uh, on uh, the roof. One of my all-time favorite. Jesus H. Fuckface. What are all these god damn... Just too much. There's another one! Roof, climb way up to the top of the stairs. Cares just drift right into space. Three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck <laughs> is bother? Oh my god, there's two more fucking. What the fuck is happening? It's just Thanksgiving next week. It's just one day. The world is not ending. We don't need to get every fucking thing done. <sighs> Roof. Away from the hustling crowd. Rat race noise. Down on the street. <sighs> I know where you just have to wish to make it so. Let's go. The roof. And then Carl falls off the roof. So fuck. One of the funniest moments in television. I don't care who you. I don't care. It's just so insanely great. Night the stars put on a show for free. Ah, <laughs> oh, with me. Keep on telling you right, MacDab in the middle of town. Found a paradise that's trouble proof. Starts getting me down. Enough for two up on the roof. Roof. So good, man. Isn't that great? Isn't that just? Isn't that just the best? Isn't that just the best of the best? What a, I mean, what a fucking song that is. One of my all-time favorites. Uh, coming up, uh, you, you just heard it here. That was the Drifters here on the Birthday Boy Podcast with Up on the Roof. 
or as I always mistakenly call it, up on a roof. You'd think I would learn. The guy's not just going up on any old roof. He's going up on his roof. The roof. Like, if I had to go uh, fix a shingle, on, I wouldn't be like, hey, I'm going to go up on a roof and fix some shingles. What does that mean? You're going to, what, the next door neighbor's house? Whose house? What, a roof? Which roof? Any roof. Doesn't matter. No, I'm going to go on the roof. It's, it's his, it's his roof. Pardon me. Seven, eight, eight new meeting invites have just come in and I am, uh, I don't know, man. You, you get to a point where it's just sort of like, I, I'm just gonna not do stuff because I physically, I can't, I'm so fucking and I got this backache. Oh, that's the 52 minutes. I haven't told you about throwing out my back because I went on 12 different tangents. Frazier's apartment. Did I have any? Th what was that about anyways? They're nice places that you. What the fuck did that have to do with anything? And then I was talking about Netflix, password sharing, Zaslav, of HBO Max, Max. I should be the president of the network as I change it back to HBO Max. And I'd give people the Roadrunner Coyote movie that they want with John Cena. Because who wouldn't want that? And by the way, you paid the guy a fucking trillion dollars to do a Roadrunner Looney Tunes thing. And then you're just like, nah. And, and Cena, it makes... Oh my god, another meeting is coming in the... Okay. Oh, and another one. This. Okay. Okay. All right. This person is supposed to have the day off. To, oh my god. 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 One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. They just keep coming. You know that scene in Succession where Roman, it's his first day as. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god. Can you can hear the little. Those lovely Microsoft sounds that uh, were... People are going to be in therapy strictly for these Microsoft fucking sounds. The sound of an email, the sound of a Teams uh, IM, uh, the sound of a Google chat, whatever. Oh, and This is just me rubbing my, my heart. My, my poor heart can't take anymore. And it's not that I have a problem. It's just that you can't just keep... Missed call. Everybody just stop calling and I gotta, I have to have like a time of the day. Another, another invite, another invite. That's another invite. Tag, you're it. Oh man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. Oh no. Oh, it's another one. I can't see. Oh my god! This is, uh, anyway, when when Roman becomes uh, COO of Waystar Royco, uh, I believe it's the uh, episode, season one episode entitled "Lifeboats." Let me bring this. I, I don't need to bring the microphone closer, do I? I think it's. I think this is a safe distance. That's the thing I have to learn. I don't have to be fucking blowing the microphone in order for it to work. That's like a little kid thing that I, I still haven't quite gotten over. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twen
9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. This is, this is in the last... Uh, this is in 15... Basically, a meeting invite per minute has come in live as I'm talking to you. And there's another one. You're supposed to have the day off, by the way. It's not much of a day off if my whole inbox is filled with things strictly from you on what is supposed to be your day off! <sighs> All right. This is why... This is why we have the Birthday Boy podcast. Because I... I'm not sure. If I didn't have this beautiful microphone and your beautiful ears to whisper into then I don't know what I would have well I, I still have a lot of good stuff but during the day all by my little lonesome in the lunch hour and that's the other thing it's your fucking day off and it's the fucking lunch hour and my inbox has just been flooded entirely with emails from you and not just emails meeting invites and I'm sure that it ain't the end Holy fucking crap. Look at my fucking day. Like the week before Thanksgiving week is supposed to be, you know, like, Hey, I, you know, I know most people work, I guess Mon Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I have Thursday and Friday. Oh, this is, the... yeah. Look at this. My calendar is fucking is, is booked. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Oh, jeez, Louise. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, there's so many things uh, that we've been talking about and um, that I want to talk about and that I will talk about because I'm not done. So, <clears throat> yeah, so Carl Winslow, he falls off the roof. Funny episode. 3-2-1. That's the different episode. The 3-2-1-1-2-3, what the heck is bothering me, is a completely different episode. But still... That Urkel, he drove Carl Winslow crazy, didn't he? Uh, yeah, but I, I'll tell you, going way back to the one of the original points is if I'm... I Like, you have to think that, maybe not everybody, but probably a lot of people, if you're, let's say you're a business analyst at a television network, you're just a back office... Same as any place else. It's not glamorous. It's not exciting. It's the same grind that uh, that the business analyst uh, on the other floor is doing, working uh, for the, the the hedge fund, working for the bank, working for the consulting firm, working for you know whatever the tech startup. You know, it's 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 a you know cubicle cube farm open. It's that stupid open concept. By the way, we're, none of us know what we're doing. Because we wouldn't have that open fucking office floor plan if anybody had half a brain. But because uh, the great leaders of our world are such great leaders that when one person does something, uh, everybody just follows blindly. Because they're such good leaders. Like, uh, uh, over a decade ago, I had a very nice, flexible work environment. I could work from home. You know, I couldn't take advantage of it, but I could do it quite, quite frequently. You know, if I really just wanted, I, there were days where I just rolled out of bed and said, I just can't 
do the commute today and I would work from home. It was no big deal. And then, uh, I don't know, it was like the CEO of Yahoo or something like that. You know, Yahoo, the super relevant Yahoo, um, had something about remote work not being good and people taking advantage of it and everybody should be in the office all day, every day, all the time, all days, every time, all times. And uh, and then just like, I, I worked for a bank at that time and they were like, yeah, we'll do that too. Everybody, you need to be in the office. If you live within 50 miles of the office, you need to be in the office. Like 50 miles, that's a long fucking, okay. Maybe it was 30, but nevertheless, it was like, oh my God, people that I had, I had been working with for years, I never met. And then they, they were pulled into the office and, uh, and it was just so strange. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, that, that, I just figured you were like, uh, I don't know, an AI somewhere in a, in a closet. You're a real person that I've been talking to this whole time. Cool. And then we would just go to our separate desks and get on the same calls and uh, not still not see each other because we didn't need to be in the office to do those things. But because the one person from one company said, this isn't working for me, which is probably bullshit too. Uh, so I'm going to change the whole damn thing. And everybody's going to be... And then everybody fought like, yeah, that's... Yeah, we should do that. And um, anyway, it's not neither here nor there. But the, you know, if I'm, if I'm a, like, why, why wouldn't you, you've got, you have access to all these supposedly great minds that you're paying money to do, to, to, to have access to, to what's in their brain. And not just from a creative standpoint, but, you know, finance, uh, analytics, tech, what, whatever. And if they work for, a TV net, you know, they work for NBC, they work for Warner, they work for, you know, whatever. Um, you would think that they probably have some interest in television, movies, entertainment. Like, get some fucking ideas from your people. I, anyway, what do I, what do I know? Um, but I would, uh, I would just do things differently. We don't like to... We're, we're, we're very anti-institutional knowledge, it seems. Like, a lot of the places I work just don't seem fucking interested in, in accessing people who have been around and know <laughs> know a lot. And I'm not talking like, oh, where the bodies are buried kind of thing. Like, not ominous stuff, but yeah, maybe that too. But just, you know, they, they have some insights and they could... But, yeah, that's... That's not how it works, because these environments, uh, what we what we don't realize until we get there is how fucking political everything is everywhere. So anyways, uh, and that's why I say, yeah, I, nobody's nobody's asking me to run HBO or run Warner Brothers, but I feel like I could do a better job of the person who's currently there, as could you, as could probably most people. And it seems like, yeah, maybe, you know, you're talking political, like what? What idiot would spend all that money on a Roadrunner movie and then with John Cena and then throw it in the fucking vault before most people even get to... Like, it's... I don't understand. But then you think, like, yeah, it's gotta... It's, like, something... Somebody pissed off someone. Someone's got a fucking grudge. Someone wants to stick it to someone else. Very petty things. Very political things. And you just... You don't know. But, uh, 
yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm getting very tired. I'm just watching these emails come in, and I had so much to say. Uh, anyway, I, I was talking about that movie, right? Um, Jacob's wife. Guy gets eaten by rats. And the wife, again, spoilers for Jacob's wife. Uh, starting now, uh, the wife gets turned into a vampire. That happens pretty early on. It's not like a major spoiler. But anyway, it's just like, it's just vampire shit. That's all. It's just, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to do, uh, you know, fight a vampire. And it's just, there's nothing, you know, they're not trying to be too clever for their own good. They're not doing any crazy twists and turns. It's just, it's a vampire. And the vampire is played by the same lady who plays the nun, which was, which was neat. Um, but it was just, it's just a vampire with makeup on and looking very nosferatu esque and um it's just fun it's just good i love that shit just cheesy stuff uh there's a movie called landfill that i'm gonna do a whole separate podcast about hopefully this weekend or something because you need to hear oh watch it twice we watched it once and then we watched it with the kids because it was so bad it's it's wonderful so horrifically terrible this movie is and it's just a joy it's a pure delight and, um, I mean, the, the guy who wrote this movie has such a, it's just such a hatred of fat people because there's the one friend who she's like the chubby friend with glasses, kind of a nerd. And we first meet this friend in at the classroom in the school and, uh, she reaches under the table to grab, a, a hamburger that she has in the wrapper, like taped a secret hamburger hiding under her desk so she can lean over and take a secret bite of the secret hamburger you know as all us fatties like to do and she talks about food a lot and uh even when they're at the landfill trying to you know solve this ghost crime uh they're sitting there amongst the trash amidst the trash and she just has a brown paper bag and she's just eating lunch out of this bag like did she where did that come from? Did she just go digging through trash and now she's eating trash? Again, a thing that all of us fat fucks do is we like to eat garbage. Um, yeah, we like to eat garbage, not literal garbage, dum-dum. Anyway, this movie, Landfill, is... I, I cannot wait to relive this for the third time and, and play some clips on the podcast. Not today, or at least not in this podcast, because uh, I'm going to wrap things up, I think, pretty soon. But I got it. We watched this movie called uh, where, where, where yeah. and that's the that's the title of it. What, it's called Where Evil Lives, Where Evil Lies. It's something. It's it's uh, it's made in uh, Argentina, so it's an Argentinian film. Uh, and it's these two brothers, and they hear gunshots, and then they say, "Hey, there's gunshots. We'll wait until morning and go check it out." Which is, first of all, it's like, what? I mean, if it's such a big deal, you're waiting till morning for like, what if somebody is like sitting there bleeding out? You could help them now. But now let's get a good night's sleep and then we'll go check out the gunshots. Because I'm sure the gunman is probably standing right there and uh, and is just going to wait for you guys to come and investigate in uh, eight or nine hours. Anyway, I'm not going to go to the whole thing, but... They get to the, they realize, you know, uh, some something strange is afoot. 
And uh, and it this movie is so gruesome. Like I haven't seen those Terrifier movies, and I've I've read enough about it. It sounds quite gruesome, but this movie, like I feel like uh, this is. Uh, I mean, this was like, and just out of nowhere, just fucking shit. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I, and then I feel bad because I was telling the kids about it this morning on the way to school. And then they just very sort of quietly got out of the car, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, my poor babies! Have I, have I just traumatized them by just explain? I don't know, I don't know, but uh, it is. I loved it. I was so high, and I fucking loved every minute of it. Even though, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've just if if, uh, if I just have desensitized myself because one of the things that really I didn't, I don't do very well with is when. If like if bad things happen to children in movies, I don't like that. But there was something about this movie, and I guess just the fact that it was so, just such an absurd movie, and it was almost and because it was low budget, it's like, it's almost comical. <laughs> but like I'm, we're just we're just sort of sitting there, and not much is happening. And my my wife started screaming. I was kind of. I'm kind of like in space. I'm just sort of staring at the ceiling, because um, we'll we'll sit in this room that has the big sort of um, the whatever cathedral A-frame, whatever you want to call it, and I'll stare up at it with our little uh, Harry Potter floating uh, candle lights. Uh oh, what's what's dying? I just heard the oh, or my 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 headphones are dying. Hold on, shit. Oh, I guess that doesn't stop me from recording. It just Stops me from listening to the Golden Pipes whilst recording. Um, hello? Plug in. I'm trying to plug you in, you fuck. There we go. Ah! Oh, and now I'm limited because it's plugged in, and now I can't... I can't move as freely about the cabin as I'd like to. Anyway, it's it's normally... Uh, you know, like that... What's that movie? Phone? Black Phone? Great movie. Very creepy. Very, very well done. But there's a scene, because the dad's just a piece of shit, and there's a scene where the dad's like, uh, I think he's like the one of the main characters, his daughter, and he's like, he's hitting her with the belt. And it just, man, they're just like, we are, we are bringing you into this kitchen where the dad is physically abusing his child, and you're going to sit there and you're going to watch it, and you're not going to be able to look away, and we're not, and you're just, and it's going to go on for much longer than you think, and uh, and it's just like, ugh, it's and and ugh, girl's a good actor. I'll say that they're all good actors in that movie, and it's a good movie. But ugh, that fucking scene, and then uh, you know stuff like that. I'm just not, a, I'm not into it. But this movie, um, is just so absurd that you're like, yeah, I don't know, I don't. You just get to a point where you're like, okay, they're just gonna do anything. And there's there's really no rules, and we're just gonna have to get used to it. Or turn. I, I did turn to my wife and I said, "Do you want me to turn this off?" And she was like, "Hell no!" Because I thought I thought that like because she screamed, um, and I won't spoil. I, I just oh man, yeah. Let's just I'll just tell you like, like the the devil I guess is in this village, and he's uh, he's inhabiting bodies, but there's rules like you can't if he's in somebody's body and they're possessed, you can't use violence you can't shoot them 
um, the best you can do is just let this demon thing, the rotten, uh, be trapped inside this body. And so naturally the main characters are so smart that they do the complete opposite of everything they're supposed to do. And they go around with guns and they're shooting the demon and they're doing all these things. There's this big fucking guy with like, uh, at the beginning of the movie, he's just got like, I mean, he has boils and pus and oh my God, it's absolutely disgusting. And they're like, you can't kill him because that'll make it worse. Cause then the devil will, you know, it'll be tenfold. And they're like, okay, well let's just move him somewhere. I'm like, okay, so you have to, like, they just move them into... It's it's so hard to follow. Maybe it's not hard to follow, but in the state that I was in, it was hard to follow. I just didn't really care. I just, you know, I got the general gist of things. And it's also harder when you have to read the subtitles because it's in a foreign language. And a lot of times I would just find myself staring at the ceiling. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah, as I was saying, we have the tall, pointy roof in our, our den... And uh, sometimes I will look up at the ceiling and we have like a skylight thing and I'll look up at the ceiling and the skylight then becomes the front window of a spaceship. And so I pretend that that I'm, I'm lying vertically in the recliner, but now where I, what I actually am is I'm, I'm, or I should say I'm lying horizontal on the recliner. And now in my mind, I'm vertically lying uh, flat back again uh, on the recliner, which is against the wall, and now the ceiling uh, is is the other end of the spaceship, is the front of the spaceship, and I'm and I'm flying straight ahead. And sometimes I can see stars out the, if it's a clear night, and if it's you know if if it's the conditions are just right, you can see the stars through the sunroof uh, through the whatever it's called the skylight. Um. And so I'll pretend that I am in a, I am actually, I will pretend that I'm in a spaceship going through space. And the ceiling of my den is the pointy front end of the, <laughs> the spaceship. And I'm fucking, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's really happening. And I start to think like, oh my God, like we, we've, uh, you know, the, the reality and the perception of reality, it's all, it's all fucked up and and this is how it this is we're actually it's so stupid it's so stupid but anyway i was flying through space and all of a sudden uh my wife goes oh my god because <laughs> something horrible happened and i was like what what happened She's like oh my god i just i don't even want to you're probably never gonna want i get okay spoilers for this just one quick spoiler coming in uh three two one so the dad, the main guy, uh, goes to his ex-wife's house where his children live, and and her husband is there, and the guy walks into the house, and he strips naked, and she's like, "What the fuck? Get out of my house!" And he's like, "We have to go. We have to go. We have to burn our clothes because the devil can attach itself. The demon can, att- the rotten can attach itself to the clothes." doesn't answer the question like but the clothes touch the car seat so do you have to burn like everything you t- like I don't it doesn't make sense but anyway burn the clothes there's the they they didn't come up with a very solid system of rules but they came up with some rules and they're not really followed and they seem to change as 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 my daughter put it this morning it's like playing a game that a 5-year-old made up where you think you know the rules and then every few minutes 
depending on what happens, the rules change uh, just on a whim. And that's kind of how this movie goes. But the uh, the spoiler here is that he's at the house and he's, uh, you know, we got to go, we got to go. And everybody's like, you're crazy, dude. And he puts on a change of clothes. He's like, we have to go. And uh, and the little girl, the daughter's like playing with the dog. And all of a sudden, the dog just like pounces on the girl. And uh, and like and 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 he's and it sh- and obviously this is just like a you know a dummy a rag doll of some kind, um, but it shows the dog you know like 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 a dog would be playing with a bone or something just like you know <laughs> with this girl like and then he carries her off he runs out of the house and like drags her away and then later I should I should note that the girl comes back and she's perfectly fine. Um, even though the dog did kill her, the demon has, uh, he can bring people back to life and he brings her back to life and she comes back to the mother and then the mother's like, I can't believe you're alive. I'm so happy. And the little girl's like, me too. And, he's, and she's like, by the way, we're about to die. We're going to get killed by the man in the car. And the mother's like, what? Oh, I don't care what you, you kids say the darndest things. And then, and then a car comes and crashes into both of them. And uh, anyway. It is, it is, whoa, man, it is, it is gory, it is gruesome, um, but I fucking loved it, because it was, it's like, okay, this is different, this isn't, there's no formula here, there's no paint by numbers, this is just, uh, the rules are out the window, and that was what I loved, because so much of life is so fucking routine, and over and over, and that includes, our movies and our shows and everything else, so it's nice to see some different shit. And uh, yeah, wh- what did I say then? Where where evil lives, where evil lies. Yeah, that's. I mean, here's another spoiler. Just so if you're if you you know this may help you, but uh, the mother comes back to life, but she's possessed by the demon, and she comes after her son. She takes the son. Uh, and because these guys are so brilliant, they know that this demon is after the children and uh, they don't bother to um, really do anything to protect the children very well. Uh, as evidenced by the fact that they just leave the little boy in the room with grandmama. And so the, the mother comes back from the dead and she's possessed and she grabs the child and jumps out the window with him and then runs off. And, uh, and we never see him again until later. More spoilers. Uh, the main guy, one of the, there's like two main guys. They're both brothers. And, um, the, I guess the, the brother who would be the uncle of these children, he's, uh, he's driving along and he sees the wife and she's walking and she's carrying something like a baby. And you realize, oh, she's carrying her son. And then he gets closer and realizes she's just walking, uh, walking through the, the dirt road in the middle of the night, uh, with her son and she's just scooping into his, she's just eating his brain. It is like, but it's so, it just, it looks, it's so ragdoll ish that it, it's, it's hard to not kind of chuckle. So that's the one good, that's the kind of shit that normally, uh, like if, if they had a better budget and it looked more realistic, I would be probably like, I, I would have turned it off long before, but, but it's so sort of fake and cheesy that it's, and it's enjoyable. And you're just you're just like I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, I feel like we're not setting up for a very happy ending. And more spoilers, it is not a happy ending. <laughs> I, 
everybody dies except for like the main for some reason the devil doesn't want to go after the main character although he yeah anyway i i, I gotta watch it again i enjoyed it i really i, I i'm loving we watched a movie last week called uh, fortuitous onyx onyx the fortuitous i think i've told you about you know that kid hold on a second let me let me let me type this in here and then i gotta then i gotta go it's been too long here, I think. Uh, lunch hour has now turned into the lunch hour and 20 minutes. Uh, what are we looking for here? Uh, Onyx, the fortuitous. Let's see. Are they going to have... Okay. Weird Arby's guy. If you ever saw the Weird Arby's guy video... Uh, let's see. Here, this one. They just finished boarding up the window pane and part of the wall here. This is a very busy Arby's. It sits right here in Woodward in Royal Oak near 13 Mile Road. So as you can imagine, there are quite a few people inside at the time. A big window went pop and there was just glass everywhere. That was the loudest bang I had ever heard. It sounded like an explosion. I thought perhaps the end of days was upon us, but it turned out it was just a disoriented old lady in a champagne-colored Toyota Avalon crashing into my world like DMB circa 1996. Who's got their claws in you, my friend? Into your heart, I'll beat again. Just before 2 p.m., <laughs> an elderly woman drove into the side of the road. That guy. I think car. they have more. Turned around. Uh, a little old lady had uh, stepped on the gas instead of the brake and ran into the restaurant. She hit three people who were sitting down and eating inside. They were thrown eight to ten feet. I saw their bodies tossed skyward like ragdolls thrown into the air by the late great Andre the Giant. I don't know. They appeared to be weightless, hitting zero G like the fearless crew of a forgotten Apollo mission, whose only objective was to obtain a beef and cheddar classic and return home to Kathleen Quinlan safe before sundown. I don't know. Part of me wishes I'd been hit by that car instead. So I could have gotten out of work early and gone far, far away from shift manager Masha's judging emerald eyes. No, I didn't wash my shirt in between shifts, Masha. So what if I smell like roast beef? This whole place smells like roast beef. The fire department transported <laughs> That guy made a movie. And I guess he did a, you know, like Kickstarter, GoFundMe, one of those things, Patreon, I don't know. Uh... And, uh, and pulled enough money together to make this movie. And it's it's so stupid. And it's just a joy. Because, again, when you, you start... If, you, if you're only watching the shit that's in the theaters, you're going to think the only movies that they make anymore are those piece-of-shit Marvel movies. Uh, and, that's, uh, and those crappy cartoons, fucking Paw Patrol. Um, oh, and the fucking trailer for the Garfield cartoon is just... Um, it's... I'm I'm already bored. I'm I, I I have already preemptively started falling asleep during that movie. It looks so like stop making boring shit. And that's why I love these movies. I'm not bored. And if I do get bored, I don't care because I paid a buck ninety nine probably, or it was on Netflix or something, and I can just turn it off. Uh, this Onyx the Fortuitous, the guy that I just played, his character in this it's called Onyx the Fortuitous and the something 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 something, and. Uh, yeah, it just came out last week. It's probably in like three theaters, <laughs> but it's on iTunes. You can buy it. And uh, and we watched it, I think, Friday night, and it was just stupid. It's silly, but it's different. It's like something that a kid would make, like a twenty, you know, a college kid, uh, you know, wanting to make his movie. Uh, that's what it's like, um, you know, with a with a, a, a reasonable budget. 
um, I think it, I think it said too, like what the, let me just, let me just look Onyx, uh, the budget for Onyx, the fortuitous. And yeah, I know I had other things probably that I was talking about earlier. Onyx, the fortuitous and the talisman of souls. Uh, Andrew Bowser is the guy's name who plays Onyx, the fortuitous. Um, Oh, and there's a guy, Terrence T.C. Carson. You know who he's famous for? Not the newer versions, but the original God of War. He was the voice of Kratos. So there's not like, I mean, it's mostly unknowns, but there's people who have been in shit. Um, you might, you know, they're not household names, but it's, it's good stuff. Um, um, what is this now? What am I looking at here? What am I trying to do? Ah, top tier. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I saw somewhere that it, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, 7,493 backers on Kickstarter pledged $610,467 to help bring this project to life. Uh, box office gross, worldwide gross, same, it's the same amount. $182,021. So, hey, whatever. It's Kickstarter. You you know, you got your movie out there. And a lot of people like it. A lot of people didn't think it was that funny. It's not that funny, but it's it was just uh I enjoyed it. Um yeah. I just it's it's nice to see something different. That's all. It's just nice to see something different even if it's terrible. It's just different. Cuz we watched um a couple of I think I told you we watched uh, Dumb Money the other day, which was very good, but I was bored through most of it because it was just like, yeah, we gotta go, we gotta go through the motions, we gotta establish this, and we gotta do. It's like, boy, we, and I get it too. There's, there's just, there's never going to be enough good writers to write good shit, and this movie was good. It's just like they still. You, you know, and you, and then you've got you know the studio execs coming in with their notes. Probably there's probably a lot of really good movies that could have been really really good movies, and there's probably a, even more bad movies that could have been at least decent movies without you know notes. <laughs> I, I I did air quotes that you can't see, but uh, notes you know from the from the studio that just fucking make everything. T- and that's probably why all these movies feel the same because it's like the same handful of guys the same half a dozen people making decisions at these studios that impact you know hundreds of movies and they all feel it's just like wwe every wrestler felt the same because you could just hear vince mcmahon the announcers sounded like vince mcmahon the wrestlers when they were talking on the microphone sounded like vince mcmahon because Vince McMahon was micromanaging every aspect of everything and yelling at the announcers in the headphones, telling them what to say, telling the wrestlers what to say. And that it was so, it was just so unwatchable and so boring. And I'm glad Vince is kind of, he's, he's out of power in WWE. I mean, he's there, but he's, he has no creative control and, and uh, the product is vastly improved as a result. And uh, they should, uh, yeah, they should do something like they should. Uh, hey, listen, the, the the writer strike and the actor strike are over. They got what they wanted, so maybe that. I hope that means a, a lot of good things because I don't, 
I don't want to watch movies with AI stuff. You know, I don't, I, I'm not anti AI if they can use it to, you know, they used AI to do this new Beatles song and it's great. And, uh, um, I'm, I'm glad and, and AI can be used really well. Like James Earl Jones said, you know, signed off on like, yeah, you can use my voice with AI to do new Darth Vader shit. And James Earl Jones will get money and he'll get credit for that. And, uh, you know, that's okay. If the actor signs off and says, yeah, you can, you can use my shit, but you're going to pay me just as you would if I were in this fucking movie, then okay, fine, I guess. Um, but anyways, I love these low budget things because they they couldn't uh, they couldn't do some of that shit if they wanted to. So it's it's nice. Uh, I watched something on. Speaking of Netflix, I did watch a, a movie. Uh, it takes place in Norway, maybe, uh, and it's this uh, like uh, corporate. I wouldn't say corporate retreat. Like they're they're staying at these cabins in the town where they're about to open up like this mega shopping community kind of planned thing uh on this farmland that they basically stole from the guy and and then all of a sudden you know murders start happening and uh, things like that and it's pretty it's pretty brutal in some spots but uh but it's good it's it's an enjoyable it's an enjoyable motion picture and i can't remember the name of it so there's really no point the conference it might be called the conference it might not be called a conference either. I'm just pulling that out of my ass. Anyway, we're at uh, the hour and a half mark. I know I had other shit that I started talking about. I don't know what I was talking about with Fraser's apartment. I've already forgotten. Uh, but I'm glad they... I'm, I'm. Long story short, I'm glad they don't have very special episodes anymore. We don't need any more fucking childhood trauma. The real world is hard enough. Just make us laugh for 22 minutes. All right, gang. Hopefully I've made you laugh for an hour and 29 minutes or so. Uh, and if not, uh, you can write to me at... Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, okay, we're going to go and uh, enjoy your enjoy your hump day. <laughs> All right, talk to you next time right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.